everybody and welcome to another episode of Brag on God. Now this is our Bible study podcast, but often we'll have a segment where it's just a little insight on things to do to get us closer to God, to make us a better person. Okay, so today this is um, episode two and this one I've titled The Great Detox. Okay, I know that sounds a little cruddy, but bear with me. I think you're going to appreciate this one. Okay, this is not like what your mom and dad used to give you on Sunday morning and say, oh, you need a detox. Any of you guys from the islands like me, you probably know exactly what I mean. Okay. (laughs) All right. So this one is titled The Great Detox. And I wanted to start off with what is a detox? Okay, so I didn't get a Webster dictionary definition or anything, but a detox is usually when you feel kind of out of sync. You feel a little bloated. You might be coming down with something and just feel like, you know what, I need to cleanse my body. And so, of course, we do that detox or if you've got a party coming up or maybe a wedding or something and you're trying to lose a couple of pounds um, ladies, we've all done, at least we've known of somebody. We may, may not have done it ourselves, but we all know of somebody or have heard of somebody who's just tried to detox, cleanse out whatever extra we didn't need. Okay. Anything that wasn't serving us, I'll say. Okay. So if you need a more accurate, um, definition of a detox, you can always Google it. Um, Daddy Google's got everything there for you. All right. So let me get into it. Um, It came to me that there's other things that we need to detox or to be cleansed from. Um, The first one that I thought of was people, not just food. Okay. So we're moving off from food, not just food, but we need to be cleansed of our circle of people. Okay. All right. So some of us might be, I'll start with a daddy's girl, a mama's boy. We've grown up around our parents or parent figures. This could include uncles, aunts, grandpa, grandma, our people that we look up to and we, they've raised us. They've imparted to us. They've been a mentor for us. And we've been around them so much that we've seen some of their patterns unfortunately, good and bad. Okay. We're close to them. So we know really who they are, but we try to take from what we see the good, but realistically, some of that bad, some of that poisonous behavior has seeped into our DNA, into our brain functioning. And so it can actually make us toxic into what we believe the world is like, what we believe other people are like. So that's one I'm going to start with is look at your circle of parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts, mentor people, and just kind of see what things have you picked up from them that you might need to detox. Okay, it could be said things. It could be unsaid things like actions that you see. Um, So check that out. Take a minute and see what you're picking up from people. Um, 
some of the people in our circle, in our circle of people, some of them could be people that we want to keep. Okay. Maybe we're not, maybe we don't need to detox them. Okay. Very important. Not everybody needs to be detoxed and kicked to the curve. Okay. I'm not suggesting that some of the people in our circle, we might need to keep. We might need to have a little more understanding of why they are the way they are. But once we can identify that, then we can know, hey, do these people, are these people that God has planted in our lives for us to nurture to them? Because maybe they do have a little deficit. So be careful of that. Don't be always in the mindset, let me get everybody out of my life. Nope, some people, and I would say the way that I would decide that is I'd look at their heart because if you're just evil for no good darn reason other than to be evil, then give them the boot. But sometimes people could be a little bit, and I don't want to use the word dysfunctional here. They can maybe not be living up to the potential that you would like, or maybe even that society would say but their heart is good. Those are the people that you might want to keep in your circle. Just identify who they are so you can love them the right way, okay? Instead of getting frustrated with their actions, when you have more understanding, you can embrace them differently, okay? The next set of people that I thought about in the circle in our circle of people is um Sometimes it could be our exes, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, ex-husband, ex-wife, um, ex-friends. <laughs> and those are the people that we need to learn from. And then I don't want to say kick them to the curve, but learn from them and move on. Okay. And I'm not saying anything with a malicious behavior. Don't go out there kicking everybody to the curve, blocking their number. Honestly, if people are not in line with your behavior, with your mindset, with your beliefs, with your philosophy, with your spirit, they will eventually kind of go against the grain and it'll feel like a harsh relationship. And you'll find that either they will move on or you will move on. Whoever does the moving on, allow that to flow. Okay. If y'all didn't hurt, hear me. Whatever causes that move on, if it was abrasive, if it does not flow with who you are becoming, allow it to move on. Don't keep bringing those people back. Okay, because that old boyfriend made you feel good at some point. You know the characteristics. Allow them to move on. All right. Okay, I could get deep into that one, but I'm going to put a pause on it. I'm going to stop right there. Now, in the circle of friends, or sorry, in the circle of people, it could be some people that we truly do need to, um, let's say our friend circle, we might need to look at them and say, you know what? Mm, these people, I think I can filter them and replace. Okay. And that's not a bad thing. Every cup of tea is not for everybody. 
Okay. And when I say that detoxing from people, one caveat, don't be mean, nasty, and ugly about it. Okay. There is a way to do it. And sometimes it's through prayer. Sometimes it's kind of incognito mode where it just happens, but you know what's happening. Um, But it doesn't have to be mean and ugly. Don't send them a nasty letter, cussing them out from head to toe. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. So do it with a little class, do it with a little sass, even. (laughs) Um, But don't be mean about it. We never want to tear people down. I have this motto that I try to live by and I say, I always want to leave people better than when I met them. So I will still leave or I still will still lock the door, but I want to leave them better. I'll give you guys a kind of funny example. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to say any names, so it won't be it won't be anything major. But I once dated somebody. Right. And this person had some issues. I'm not going to identify what they were or how many they were, but this person had some issues. And I just felt like this is not right for my space, my environment, my, my, my circle. So I ended up taking this person. We went out and the person said, Hey, can you drop me off here? I said, sure. So I dropped them off and I had already identified some of those negative behaviors, tried to work with them. They kept coming up. I am not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a doctor. So this was way above my pay grade to try to fix this person. So I dropped them off to where they needed to go. Got in my car, zoomed back home, packed up everything that belonged to them. Went to the hotel down the street from where I dropped them off. Put their stuff at the hotel, checked them in, paid for the hotel for the night. You got one night, one more night on me. (laughs) I should have titled that one more night on me. Dropped off all their belongings and left their key at the front reception desk. And when they called me and said, hey, can you give me a ride? My shift is over. Can you come pick me up? They got that friendly notice that, hey, your belongings are down the street. There's a room there with your name on it. The bed is nice and clean and ready for you. You do not have to pay anything. And that was it. And I honestly, I didn't destroy anything. I didn't smash the windows out their car. I didn't flat any tires. I didn't bleach any clothes. I didn't. Um, Angela Bassett put anything on fire. I did everything the way, well, I can't say the way I would have wanted somebody to do me because I never want, no one ever wants to be given 24 hour notice, but I allowed them to heal themselves. And I took that off of my plate. That wasn't my area. Okay. All right. So moving on, I'm having flashbacks here, moving on. I will say, don't be afraid to detox. Now, what I mean by that is don't be subconsciously afraid to let go. Okay. Some people say, oh, I'm not afraid to detox. I'll take this little pill. I'll take this little drink. I'm good. But some of us, we are so ingrained in these patterns 
and what has become our everyday life that subconsciously we're afraid to let go of some of these people. We're afraid to be alone. And yes, I said it, the big A word. We're afraid to be alone and by ourselves. Maybe that's not the end thing. Maybe it's scary to be in your own thoughts. Maybe it's hard to go to the movie Saturday night by yourself or go out to dinner by yourself. Subconsciously, if we're going to the movies, we're going to pick up the phone and call somebody. We're going to get a bite to eat. We're going to pick up the phone and call somebody. Come on, guys. Is your company not good enough? I want to say mic drop. Um, and if it's not, whew, shame on us. That means we got to do better. Okay. So we might need a little cleanse in our own self. Okay. All right. So what I've kind of figured is sometimes we hold on because of how these people made us feel. Mm. And I'm not just talking about exes. Because y'all know how that feels that, oh, oh, they keep calling me every time, you know, and you have you just know you have somebody to talk to. You get off of work before you get off of work. You've got three missed messages on your phone because they keep calling you. But guess what? That feels good. That feels good. This person cares about me enough. Then they turn out to be the person that, you know, you got to file a restraining order from. So, um, yeah, they might make us feel good, but we gotta, we gotta identify some of those characteristics. Okay. Some of those things that we chose to ignore. I will say this. I had a dream of my ex and in that dream, oh my gosh, it felt so good just being around him. Um, and in the dream, oh my goodness, he kissed a coworker. I was like, I did feel some kind of way in the dream, but believe it or not, I made an excuse for it. Oh, it's just a coworker. It was just a friendly kiss on the cheek. Um, And I held on to how he made me feel when I was around him. I just felt good. I like wanted to be around him. But even in my dream, I ignored the negatives. So I will say don't hold on just because of how they made you feel, okay? We choose what to, what we want to ignore. Um, make sure we pay attention to those characteristics that they've proven. They've proven it again because that temporary feeling that you feel, that's only temporary. It's going to come and go. What's really important is those characteristic traits, Okay, those are the foundation of who they are. If those characteristic traits don't feel, don't make you feel comfortable, secure, loved, wanted, then don't go back, you know, or don't stay in it. Know what you deserve, know what you want, know what makes you feel good. Now, if it's something that they just throw their socks on the floor. That's an easy fix. Pick up those socks and maybe for the rest of your lives, you're going to be picking up those socks. But you know what? Maybe for the rest of your life, he's going to be a, a provider. Can I deal with picking up somebody's socks if um, he's coming in and handling his business and being provider and protector without me having to consider every now and then filing a restraining order? 
Absolutely. Okay. So be careful not to go back into those old cycles. Make sure that you choose a healthy foundation. Okay. Um, I will say sometimes it can be a time of isolation. Okay. Right now we're all living in I hesitate to say post-pandemic because I think we're still in there. I think that smoke is still there. Maybe the cloud has kind of moved to the left, but I still think we're feeling some of those remnants. So we are living in a time of isolation. We've got people working from home. We've got modern technology when we're texting. We've got cell phones. So we're always into our cell phone and that kind of takes the place of having real companionship. You know, I can talk to somebody over the phone and in essence, I've got my companionship quota met and I don't feel the need that I need to call somebody and say, hey, let's meet for a cup of coffee or something and have that human interaction. How many times are we missing that? I would say, for example, and this comes to mind, when I used to have, um, I used to have a job, I am still employed, <laughs> but it's, it sounds funny and it feels good to say I used to have a job because um, now, of course, I work for myself. But when I had a job and we would be do, doing training, every time we took a break, it was so crazy. I felt like it was a twilight zone. Instead of people getting up and walking out of the classroom and mixing and mingling in the lobby with people they haven't seen or even people they don't know. A bunch of people would stay behind and on their breaks, they would be in their phone texting. And I'm thinking to myself, are these a bunch of robots I'm sitting in class with? Everybody was texting. Where's the human interaction? Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, I will say this and let me, let me get back to this because I can have flashbacks and jump over to something different. During the pandemic, um, we have we have all of these dysfunctional variant cousins of COVID. That's what I'll call them. They're like the bird flu, the flu flu, because we still have the flu. Maybe nobody's talked about it a lot, but we still have the flu. I'm going to call them the flu flu. <laughs> okay. We have monkeypox, a.k.a. mpox, to be politically correct. We have his cousin, RSV, that doesn't really just have a whole name. It just has some letters, some cute little letters, RSV, like SWV, and all the random distant relatives. Now, what I will say, those distant relatives are the ones that you really don't know by name, um, but they're somehow related. They come to the family reunion and you're like, I don't even remember that person. You know, maybe because they were a baby at the time. Maybe you really never met them. Maybe they're crashing the the family reunion barbecue. I don't know. But when it comes to these variants, now the distant cousin ones, those are the ones that I describe like when you go to the doctor because you've had so much mucus that you can't breathe. And I know that's disgusting. Um, maybe because your chest is heavy and you're like, oh my gosh, it's hard for me to breathe. Or you could even be dizzy about to fall out. When you start having those feelings and you go to the doctor, but they send you home saying, 
oh, it's just a virus. Those are the distant cousin that I'm those are the distant cousins that I'm talking about. The ones that we haven't even identified, but they're related to this COVID-19. So while we're still going through that, um, don't be fooled thinking the that everything is over. We're good. We can go back out. I want you all to be safe out there. So I'm going to say all of those little vagabonds, we still need to be careful. So I will say still do those activities outdoor. Don't be afraid. Um, Don't say I'm not going to meet with people because, you know, there's M pox, monkey pox, COVID, flu, flu, um, everything. Don't be afraid. Okay. We don't operate in fear. All right. But we can operate in wisdom. So instead of going into a crowded Starbucks, find one that has outdoor seating. Sit out there, you know, be be in the fresh air. Go to a park. Um, If you're somewhere by the beach, meet somebody at the beach. Walk on the boardwalk. Do more things outdoors. Okay. Also wear a mask, you know. And I actually had an issue with... um, my thought pattern when it came to wearing a mask, I thought, oh, I'm not sick. I don't need to wear a mask. I'm not around people who are sick. But then I realized that even in the job that I do as a life insurance agent, I'm going out meeting with people. They might not know that they have something or just came down with something or don't really want to tell me because they want to get approved for this insurance policy. So I'm going to say, Wear a mask because you don't know the health history of everybody that you're coming around. So if you're in closed quarters, wear a mask. If you don't think it's fashionable, add some bling bling, bedazzle it, whatever you need to do. I have a mask that I wrote on the front of it. I wrote still blessed and I wear that one. So wear a mask. Um... In my mindset, I didn't want to offend other people by walking into their home with a mask on, but I was sitting with a client and they mentioned to me that they were dealing with some respiratory things. And then I was like, in my mind, alarms were going off. Oh my gosh, maybe I should have worn my mask. And they actually said it to me, but I really thought to myself, I need to start making this a pattern of wearing a mask. And the reason being is because I want to protect my clients. If I'm around, if I was around person A and then I go into person B's home, what if person A had something they didn't tell me, maybe they didn't know. And now I'm around person B, but I'm the carrier. So wear a mask, even if it's to protect others. Okay. And I know everybody has different thoughts on that. So do what works for your conscious. But I'm just saying for the people who choose to, and think it's a good idea, don't be afraid to put on a mask because it's not if it if you feel like it's out out of date, it's old fashioned, put some bling to it, put your statement, whatever you want on it, and do it to protect others. Okay. Um, also I would say continue to use hand sanitizer, hand sanitizers. 
I keep Bath and Body in business because when I get that little coupon, I'm right there at the store and I will stock up. I wish I owned stock for real in Bath and Body, but I don't. So the next best thing is I stuck, stock up on their products. I love that little concentrated air freshener. I like my space to smell good. I love some scented candles when I need to get me in a USA mode. Um, but I also love my hand sanitizers. Everywhere I go, I carry a bottle of the spray in my in my um, pocketbook. I keep some in my car, the little cream one with the moisturizing beads. I love those. And I will hand sanitize my hand, um, spray down my steering wheel, the cover that I have on it, um, put some on my hands, wipe down my cell phone, because those are some of the big areas that carry these little cootie germs. Yeah, I said it. I'm dating myself. But um, if you want, bathe in the friggin' hand sanitizer if it makes you feel better. <laughs> but anyway, what I want to say is just protect ourselves. You know, hand sanitizers, masks, super easy. We don't need to go wearing a big hazmat suit just to go into the grocery store. But there's little things that we can do to make sure we keep ourselves safe. At the end of the day, we need to be healthy so we can continue functioning and live our best lives. So do the little things. Keep on a mask. Um, I will say even sometimes sitting outside on my back patio and I put seat covers, I have been amazed on how much dirt and dust those seat covers attract. The, I just thought, for some reason, I thought the air was clean. Now, y'all don't laugh at me. Don't know why, I guess, because I can't see the dirt floating around in the air. I would always say, oh, I'm going out in the fresh air. Oh, my gosh. Just the the ear the rainwater dropping all this dirt on my furniture. I realized there's so much dirt in the ear. Oh, goodness gracious. Anyway, I could go on a whole tangent about that, but I won't. Now, okay, so now going back to detoxing. Now that we've gotten all that, I guess, yuck out of our system, what are you going to fill it back up with? Hmm. Good question. That kind of makes you think about that Arsenio Hall show when he used to do the talk show and he would say, hmm, things that make you go, hmm. So question, what are we going to fill up our system with? Okay, we're not going to if you detox from food, you're not going to go and eat a whole box of Krispy Kreme donuts. No, we've just cleansed ourselves. We want to start eating healthy. So if you've just cleansed your circle, think about what you want to fill it up with, okay? Get your space or your environment clean. I'm a huge advocate on having my space around me clean. It might look a little eclectic, I would say, because my personal space, I kind of do a lot in that area. So I've got a little bit of everything going on. But it's functional and it fits me. So make sure your environment, your bedroom, your house, pick a favorite room in the house that that's your space. You know, it could be in your backyard under a particular tree. Put a nice plant, put um, some color out there. Um, 
decorate the chair. I bought one of those. I can't even say the name of the chair. It starts with an A, but it seems like it should become some kind of Indian name or something that I can't pronounce or some something. But anyway, I bought one of those chairs and I really was going to be, I was going to on the back of it. It's the beach chair. You guys will know what I mean. Those beach chairs, those wooden beach chairs that you can sit on. So I bought a couple of those and put them in my backyard and they're bright yellow. I love it. I love yellow. It's like my favorite color. It's my happy color. So I bought the chairs and I really wanted to have a design put on there. So I was going to put like a nice little slim, sexy, um, not sexy, classy, melanated woman with a beach hat, just like kind of like a Billy D. Williams kind of vibe, like just owning her own. And I wanted to put a picture of that on the seat, not on the seat, but on the back of the chair. And I thought that would just like, oh my gosh, she would have been fierce. I'm still going to do it. Haven't done it, but I'm still going to do it. I'm glad I'm doing this podcast because, you know, I've been going off on a side road having flashbacks of my own. But I'm going to do that because I like my environment to bring me joy. Like your space can bring you energy. If my space is cluttered, not clean, it gives a subtle, subconscious, unsettled feeling. And I believe that leads to anxiety. So it's important to have our space nice. I like scented candles. I like incense. I like little knickknacks that I just think are whimsical or cute. Um, you know, just make your space, make your environment what works for you. Okay. Um, let me see. Okay. So one of the things that I thought was when we think about what we're going to fill up in our space, imagine you have a room in your home and you're buying furniture. You, you want to fill up that space with furniture. We don't just um, go into the furniture store and the first items that our eyes focus on, we, okay, I'll take one of those. I'll take one of those. I'll take one of those. And we bring it home. That might not match. We might have a microwave, a lawn chair, and a fireplace in our living room. That doesn't match. So when we go into the furniture store, we're focus we have in our mind an idea of exactly what we want that will fit perfectly in that particular room we may get a nice painting that shows like um i have a painting of a couple sitting by a fireplace he's got his arms around her um she's feeding him strawberries and that's right over my fireplace and then the back of the wall i made the fireplace is white I made that wall an accent, a red, well, it's actually kind of like a, a maroon. It's not red. Red was a little, red seemed like it was on fire, but it's a burgundy or maroon accent wall that gave me more warmth and like kind of brought that picture to life. Like I could feel him holding his arms and he's shirtless, ladies, he is shirtless and pow, pow, he's got those muscles popping. And he's got his arms wrapped around her. Um, 
So those were, and those are just, and then, okay, I'll tell you guys. And then in that room, I have two huge chase lounge chairs. Now there's two of them. They're not love seats, but if the mood is right, they're big enough to hold two people and you could be sitting there watching the fireplace, watching the picture. And so that's the whole vibe. That's not just the microwave, um, the fireplace and whatever, a lounge chair. That's not eclectic like that. That's setting a whole vibe. So my point is, make sure your environment brings you a good vibe, okay? So, all right, moving on, I'm going to ask, have you sat down with yourself and imagined outside of your circle of detox to see what will fit, okay? The reason why I say this is a crucial step, you've got to sit down with yourself in some quiet solitude. Don't just say, I want a good man. I want a good woman. Or I want good friends. Or I want a good job. Like honestly sit down. This is, this is a whole assignment. You've got to sit down undistracted. And really allow your mind and your spirit to go past what you're used to seeing. Past those patterns. All those dysfunctional people. I don't want to call people dysfunctional people with dysfunctional behaviors. That's what I'm going to say. People aren't dysfunctional. Their behaviors are okay. So be able to, if you haven't seen it, it's hard to imagine somebody. If all you've seen is dysfunctional patterns, then it's hard to imagine what you're trying to see. And that's why we've been talking so much now about representation is so important because if we haven't seen it, it's hard to imagine it. So this is going to be a harder assignment to do. You know, like I've challenged myself to see a good marriage. Um, my parents were married for 30 years. My grandparents each were married for well over 60 years each. But when you get down, when you peel the layers back, how many of us can see, say that we've seen a good, healthy marriage? So if you haven't seen it, now this is where you've got to really do the work and imagine it and know that it can be, okay? Um, a problem could be that we've never seen this before, so we don't believe it's possible. But I'm going to challenge you to say that God can bring it to you. There's nothing too big that God can't do. So our job is to imagine it, to start to believe it, to be co-creators with God, to put it in his hands and trust that whatever we've imagined, it can come to pass. Okay. Nothing's too big for God. Now, I know that a lot of times we say, I want a good marriage. I want a good job. I want good friends. Okay. I would say after you've imagined it, you've sat down with yourself and imagined it, write it down. Okay. Write down the characteristics. Get in tune with yourself. Know what you don't like. Once you know what you don't like, and as you go through your everyday life and you see what you don't like, write down the opposite. Okay. So here's an example. 
let's say there's people that you constantly see in your life that speak negative about other people, okay? Especially those that they, maybe somebody that once was a blessing to them, like maybe their ex-wife, ex-husband, maybe their mother, their father, um, the mother or father of their kids, maybe friends or employers or coworkers, people who were once a blessing to them, but now they speak negative of them. I would say those are things that I want to watch out for. That would be a flag for me. So on my list of pay, on my list that I'm writing down, I would probably write down the opposite. I would write down a mate that doesn't speak negative about his ex or doesn't speak negative about the mother of his child. You know something something happened that was negative because they're not together anymore, but he doesn't have to speak negative about that person. That to me is a characteristic trait that I want in a person around me, okay? So as you go on, first you're gonna sit down with yourself, write down the things that come to mind, okay? Then as you go through your life, you're going to start seeing those negative things that just make your your skin boil or your blood boil or whatever it is. You guys know what I'm talking about. They irk you. So you're going to write down the opposites. You're going to sit down and say, what would I really want my person to do? How do I, how would I want them to respond? Oh, I'd want them to be more positive. Not saying that you can't state the negative. Like if your ex cheated on you, then hey, they cheated on me. You're stating a fact, but the people who sit there and that low down and we're quick to call somebody bipolar once we break up, that low down bipolar woman, da, 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 that's the mother of your child. What are you talking about? Are you now a doctor? You can diagnose people as being bipolar. Y'all stop using that word on people. You know, that's such a, and for people who really might be bipolar or might have family who's bipolar. When people throw that word around, that can be a hurtful thing. So I'm going to say be careful of just throwing around words and labeling people with things that they're not. Okay. All right. So, okay, moving on because I I can get on some tangents, but I think it kind of helps kind of clarify what I'm talking about. So hopefully I'm not going too far into the weeds when I start talking about stuff that I've experienced, seen, might even have done myself, um, truth be told. Okay, so now we might all be guilty at some point. Um, so while we're doing this great detox, let's not forget to detox ourselves, okay? Detox ourselves of our own dysfunctional bad behaviors because it's not just everyone around us that's cutting up. Sometimes you got to look at the common denominator and say, what do I need to detox my behaviors of? Okay. So start looking at yourself and saying, Hey, hmm. and if you, if you can't see yourself, go find a mirror. Stop saying that I don't have any faults. It's not me. It's them. No, it's you for choosing them. How about that one? <laughs> so, okay. So next now, as we identify the things that we want, Make sure you write them down. Make sure you write them down. Make sure you write them down. If I had an echo feature, which I probably do, I would put this in echo. Make sure you write them down. 
I believe it's so important to write it down because we can come back to it. We can revisit and somehow it just, I really feel like it manifests faster and clearer when we write it down. And now this is something important. Why would we want to not be clear about what we're bringing into our lives? So write it down. Okay. Next is pray and ask God for our forgiveness and to bring better into our lives. Okay. Very important. Don't just sit there and pray. Now that you got this, um, Einstein equation figured out. You've identified everybody dysfunctional in your world. God, bring me somebody good. No, if you're not cleansed, you're still dysfunctional, then you're going to contaminate them. So make sure when you pray to God, you ask for your healing, your cleansing and forgiveness for yourself. And then ask God to bring in Mr. Mrs. Right friend, right job, right, whatever it is. Okay. All right. Then the last thing is go forward, practicing, living a better life, living your best new life. Go out, meet people outside, have coffee, do all that good stuff. Do the barbecue outside, do a Sunday dinner, make a table outside Um, Put hand sanitizer, if you're going to do it inside, put hand sanitizers, put some guest masks for people who might want to put on their mask. Um, Make sure you pray over the meal. Still go forward living your best life. Don't sit inside your house, your apartment, your room saying, I don't want to go out there because people might have stuff. No, go out living your best life, but be safe. Okay. Um, And also... While we're living our best life and being patient, waiting for God to deliver that wink, wink furniture (laughs) to deliver that person or job or friends or whatever that we're praying for, we're waiting for God to bring healthy into our new cleanse system, cleansed environment. Just enjoy life. It will happen in God's time. And for those of us who might be a little impatient, believe me, detoxing doesn't happen overnight. If you get a cold, it may take days for it to go through your system. If you detox, it may take hours for you to be cleansed. And then you got to start bringing healthy into your life. So know that there is a process. Don't be impatient in waiting for good to come to you. Start filling up that time. And I'll tell you guys, for example, for me, um, I I am in the process of detoxing myself from a lot of things, Um, friends, family, job, this, that, just a whole better life, okay? So everything in my life, I've analyzed it. Some I'm keeping, some I'm reorganizing, some don't deserve this front row of my life, but maybe they deserve the second row. Um, I'm in the process of detoxing. So in the process, I'm choosing what I'm bringing into my life. And instead of sitting there and saying, oh, woe is me, I'm lonely in the process. I will either fill my time with doing something productive like working, or 
I, I don't want to be a workaholic because I can't be a workaholic and then God bring, you know, somebody, friend or mate into my life. And I'm so used to or in this pattern of working, 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 working that now I don't have time for them. So I'm, I try to have a balance of my life of work and also relaxation. So in that time of relaxation, it can actually feel lonely. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I probably hit probably hit on some things that, you know, that word lonely, that's probably something a lot of us deal with. And I will say we don't have to be lonely, like find things that you need, that you want to do. If it's not work, pick up a hobby. Like I love to paint. There's things I love to paint. I love my plants. Um, sometimes I will just go to, you know, the clearance section at the store and I'll buy an old vase and say, oh, I'm going to repot one of my plants. But then I paint the vase. I decorate it. I do my little arts and crafts on it. I try to keep it a little classy, not looking like a um, pre-K art project, <laughs> but I'll do something like that. And that's a little project that takes up my time. It's something that I have to look forward to. And then when I see those things that I've put my touch on, it gives me warmth and I feel good about it. Um, other things that I do, I'll intentionally, I'm very intentional about what I watch on TV. Like before I go to bed at night, I'm not watching a bunch of, um, snapped or 48 hours or cheaters <laughs> cheaters comes on like at two in the morning or something and I know this because I've been channel surfing but I intentionally will not stop on a show like that I choose what I allow in my spirit so I may watch shows like one that I watched recently that I really liked I watched the show black love before I went to sleep and let me tell you this sister has such a good night's sleep but it helps me see things that maybe haven't manifested in my surroundings as much as I would like. And so I'm intentional about bringing those things into, into close focus for me. So I'll watch shows like Black Love. I'll go on, I'll read books like, um, I think it, Angela Bassett and her husband, I, I think, Courtney B. Vance is her husband. Um, they have a book about, about how they met, how they dated, how they married. Um, there's other books like that. And so I'll read some of those things. I think, um, what's the guy's name? I can't remember his name. Megan Good was married to him. And I think the book was called The Weight. Devon Franklin. Dude, I knew his name would come to me. I was looking at his body, but I knew his name would come to me. God forgive me. I wasn't lusting at his body. I was just like, I could visually see his body like, and his face. Okay. Um, but they have a book and I think it's called the weight. Take time and start bringing those things into your mind and your spirit. And those things will now start to manifest the person that you want. You know, or if you're if you're looking for dating, you know, so those are just some of the things that I've done in the past. There's some of the things I still do because I want to fill my mind, my body, my spirit with positive things, you know, because those things readily available like the news and cheaters and some of these reality shows and all that drama. You, all you have to do is turn on the channel. 
you can click two channels and boom, you found something crazy and dysfunctional, but it's entertaining and it brings the ratings, but that might not be what we want in our spirit. So be intentional, do a little extra legwork, be intentional about what you bring into your spirit. If it's, if you feel like it's hard to find, or you've got to go the extra step, look for a podcast, you look for a YouTube channel, um, podcasts, they'll have episodes and episodes and episodes on particular things. You know, I like, there's one podcast, um, called his and her money. And I love it because they bring a lot of positive people on there and they're a couple and they're talking about financial health and wellness. Um, so seek those things out. They will come and if you put a desire in your heart to attract those things, God will start to put them in your path. Okay. And I tell you from experience, so start to, you know, the Bible says, um, Lord, I'm doing a Bible podcast and can't quote scriptures, but y'all pray for me. There is something in the Bible that says, manif- um, like focus on the word day and night. Right. And so I feel like there's so much truth to that, you know, like we can't get out there and expect to deal with this world and expect to have self-confidence and, you know, be overcomers and be victorious if we don't have anything to back us up, to fortify us. So it's important to get into the Bible, to know the word. It's so important what we feed our bodies, our bodies, our mind, our spirit. Okay. So anyway, guys, I could probably ramble on for a good while. You guys know me. I can, I've proven it. I will say, do this detox, get cleansed, give yourself time for good things to start to manifest and refill those areas that you've detoxed. Be clear about what you want. And in the process Don't sit there being, oh, I'm so lonely. What was me? Like fill yourself up. Actually become who you are meant to be. Find your hobby. Do something that you like. Become a person of substance, not just you are your job. Become somebody. If you like to cook, start getting into recipes. You don't have to go to Le Cordon Bleu and take a class, but Go to Publix and get some of those recipe cards. And on Sunday, come home and say, you know what? I'm going to practice on my family or I'm going to make a meal for myself. Invite a friend or two over or make a meal and gift your neighbor, you know, but get into some things that you would like to do that you're the future you, let's say when you get married or when you have more friends, the future you would like to be able to cook a meal and provide for somebody what a wonderful thing to do to some for somebody. So guys, work on becoming your better self. I am my own self working on me. Um, we should always be striving to be a better version of ourselves. So anyway, guys, peace. I hope this has been a blessing and thank you all. Have a wonderful day.